Gentlemen, welcome to Security Lab Podcast Season 2. So the banks can't detect, they can't track, and then uh, they can't no, they can find track. users. They can, they can track. track. They can okay. track. Okay. It's so, information they can track, but yeah. it is not red flagged. Mm. So what do you think what what should banks do in your opinion what what do you think what more can they do after besides just tracking the transaction and I don't know to the source the first thing they do is if they find that there are certain source that's been used to launder the payments they will just blacklist those source lah say for example if uh, somebody is buying a certain t-shirt from a certain website Mm. And they use that as a as a means for them to to launder the money. They'll just block the site. Secondly, they have to reissue the cards because now the secrecy of that card information is no longer there. Mm. Yeah, it's no longer secret. Mm. But you know what's the 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 chialat part about getting your cards changed? You now have to remember which sites that you actually use that cards on for recurring payments. Mm. And go in and then change. You know that's if you ask me, that's the worst thing. Like for me, I have a number of recurring payments. I got Netflix lah, I got Amazon Prime lah, just to name a few. And you know, it's it's. I I had a I recently. Thank goodness my I card. don't use online services like you do, Doc. No, my 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 whole life revolves around online. You guys know mm. that. So mm. for me, it's like. It, Bread and butter every day. I do stuff, you know. So it's not something that I can say. Oh, I'm gonna stop using online. For me, it's come to a point where there's no option of offline. It's yeah, online and beyond. You know? Same here. I mean, I don't know if you guys have got it, but immediately after that, I think uh, I got a message from my bank. Card debit anda akan tamat tempo pada 30 September 2022. Tukar kad well. debit di mana-mana kios tanpa charge untuk kelancaran penggunaan. Mine also. Yeah. Mine as well. I got a notice also. Yes. All your cards. All your cards have expired. Yes. You know? So you need to make sure you change it before you expire date. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. I don't know if it is an expiry or is a reaction to this. Okay. I But I checked my card, my physical debit card and sure enough, actually the expiry date is there. So it's correct. Oh, okay. Uh, so that course. means you're not affected. Uh, it's just of course. <laughs> Cat is always safe. Cat cat is offline, so won't affect her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, I keep my passwords in the five 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 book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't lose the five five five. Exactly. That was <laughs> the first thing that. And your five 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 book would have smell and crumpled and yes yeah yes. You know how it goes. just just make sure it's readable uh, because otherwise yeah. you get that is that okay. a oh is that a zero yeah, yeah. okay i'll stop uh, using my left hand to write <laughs> uh, and then just just a couple of days after that there was another incident also in the same field kipple pay mm. Oh yeah, I I heard a little bit about that. Yes. Do, you, do you have any details about that, Sky? Yeah, it's uh, the same payment gateway, 
but they are a smaller player, I suppose. All right. Uh, they, they were saying that the, they had a bridge and they came forward. But again, the, the, the marketing stuff of reporting, lah, you know, so what happened was, uh, they issued a press statement and, uh, they say that they began, they have begun notifying affected cardholders and advising them to come forward. And they will, their card will be replaced free, free, free of charge. Yep. I'm looking at the notice right now. And sure enough, mm. the, the standard mandatory phrase yeah. is there. We take a serious <laughs> view on our security and compliance measures in line with BN's, BNM's policies, directives, and requisite security standards. See, yeah. Chad, you monitor mm. that phrase. Uh, uh, wow. It will appear everywhere, right? <laughs> you, yeah. you will get the latest breach notification. You don't even have to subscribe. You don't have to find uh. the website. Uh, you just put that in your Google News feed. I'll tell you, uh, you will yeah, get it. You know? I bet. I bet. <laughs> so the, the, the joke is, <laughs> is they they are saying it in such a way that it is IP88's fault. <laughs> this this last paragraph, of course, it's not just people pay users who are affected by the <laughs> IP88 bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I'm reading that line too. <laughs> your bank may be or might already have contacted you over your card data being potentially compromised. Oh, burn, man. Burn, burn. Yeah. Burn. <laughs> what do I... So it's one... like, hey, not my fault, right? The guy's the other fellow. Oh, burn, man. Wow, this one really hanging out to dry already, no? Yeah. Ah, see, 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 this fella. So uh, now, uh, can you imagine if any of the breaches on those visa cards and all that, they can just turn around and say, hey, you know, in line with the previous breach. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, is so bad, man. Yeah. That's so bad. I think this one is under the belt. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I don't know, someone was mooting the idea of establishing a royal commission of inquiry. Yes, yes. On our this. PM, our PM. I'm like, Hayo, please lah. <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, we we I have mean... we have so many calls for RCI now, and I'm like, I really don't know where this is going to. If you ask me, the most effective thing the government could do today is to actually enact or make a modification to an existing law to mm. make cybersecurity reporting mandatory. And they could look at, for example, yes. STC filings uh, as a model for them to, to say that, you know, this is what it is, you know? Mm. And, and if you ask me, that will go a long way than just say, ah, we were going to do an inquiry. Yeah, you know, either your site got hacked, your guys got fished or something. Fine, it's not going to change anything. The data is leaked. Now yeah. you're left with this mess to handle, which is what all the banks and everyone else around the ecosystem has to handle. Fine, mm -hmm. we understand that. So now the important thing is, if you really want to do or make a difference, enact a law, make it mandatory yeah. for all I companies. Agree. All companies, you must report a breach. And it's not just personal data. You know, it's it can be credit card information, it can be anything. If your, if your organization gets breached, you should... <laughs> At any point, inform the public to say, yes, we have been breached. You know, and, and this is what I expect. Like, the least you should say is, what is the breach about? Mm. You don't have to go into technical details, right? And the thing is, is I can tell you very confidently, IP88 or any organizations will never ever publish a detailed brief, a detailed, sorry, a detailed information about what their breach is, what they learn, what the IOCs are, who the attackers. I can bet you that's never going to happen. 
because yeah. it's Malaysia, it's Asia. You know, we 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 never like to say these kind of things until and unless it's made mandatory. So the best way, the best thing you could do right now, if you really want to remedy the situation, <clears throat> is to enact a law to say that if if you had a security incident, you are required to disclose. These are the parameters you should be disclosing, mm. and upon the completion of the incident, you need to publish a final report. I love how Singapore does it. For example, the IHS breach. Mm. They were completely transparent about it. Yeah. Completely transparent about it. And there were a lot of things that you could pick up from that report and say, oh, these are the lessons learned and these are the things I can implement in my organization to improve my security posture. Yeah. And if you I ask me, that, that, that helped a lot. That made yeah. a difference. Whereas here, it's like, yeah, you know, there's a breach. I, I can't tell you much, but there's a breach. Uh, I have to tell you because I have to tell you there's a breach. That's <laughs> I'm not sure where the value in that, but okay. You know, you know the 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 key thing like you mentioned about Singapore, Thailand just enacted their law, PDPA law, mm. and within the PDPA law, there is actually a clause that says a cyber breach must be reported within 72 hours. Oh, that's a good start. Yeah. That's a good start. That's June 2022, just a couple of months back. All right. And and going back to IP88's uh, breach, the joke was they went ahead and appointed a vendor from Singapore to do the study, to do the investigation. Really? Uh, IP88 appointed a vendor from Singapore? Yeah, it's, it's in the article. So I'm not saying something internal. <laughs> I'm I'm like, you know what? Is that, that's really a serious problem for me because... Yeah. I feel that we we tend to look down on our local players. I, I've met a lot of people through my time, both in financial sector and also other industries. And you don't need to look far to get really good, yeah. really experienced people. And, you know, I'm really curious, that. Doc. You mentioned that uh, when uh, IP88 actually came out with the, the notice, there was a PR agency that was mentioned at the bottom. May yeah, I know it, which it, agency this is? Well, this is what's written at the bottom, prsync.com. Hmm. Uh, sorry, Sync PR, Sync S Y N C P R, Sync PR dot com. I mean, it's yeah. there on the on the notification, so I'm not mm. sharing anything that's okay. not secret. That's secret. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's on the notice. So no, yeah. my 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 thought was, you see, you already have a bridge, all right, but you're getting an a company outside of Malaysia. The datas are all Malaysians, but mm. you're getting another country's vendor to come in and investigate this breach, disclosing the information even further. Am I right to say that, Doc? Yeah, true. Because end of the day, they may find files, logs. Yeah. They may have information relating to the credit card, the, the PAN numbers, or even the CVV numbers. So, yeah, obviously, they're going to say, ah, see all this data ah, here. It got exfiltrated. We found logs with portions of this data here. So obviously the investigator who's doing a technical analysis is going to say, ah, you know this one, uh, uh, this data, probably half the data is going to be in the poor chap's laptop. Mm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, and the, the very cursy part or the very uh, sad or, or wasted Okay, Malaysian slang. Uh, wasted part about this is this this Singapore-based vendor may have like, a very detailed report that, that is like with the IOCs and whatever uh, com uh, indicators of compromise and all the information that's required to be able to, I don't know, um, to help um, IP88 move forward. But 
usually when information goes through, this kind of informa information goes through a PR agency, a public relations agency, their objectives may be different, as in like they may not, they may actually decide to withhold the information instead. Enjoying the show so far? Subscribe now so that you don't miss out on the latest episode. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. Visit podcast.securitylah.asia to get the links to subscribe. Absolutely right, because yeah. their focus just, is just, to yeah, just their focus is safe face. You yeah. know, Control tell damage. tell as little as possible, but you have to tell them something. So you tell yeah. them something, or you confuse the public and let them be confused, and you guys do what you need to do. You know, yeah. which is which is what to me uh, occurred to me when I when I read that notice, yeah. and I'm like, I'm sorry, I know you had a breach, but what breach? How detailed? What information? Am I affected? The first question that I had is, am I affected? Mm -hmm. And the and the notice was never able to to discuss or share any information for me to validate if my information was breached. Yeah. Which to me, if you ask me, is a very poor notification. Minding yeah. the fact that it's released three months after oh. the incident. Yes. If you had released that notice, say one week or two weeks after, oh, we are still investigating, we may have a potential breach, we will get back to you. That's a different story. Yeah. Because then I then yes. I can say that, oh, you're still investigating. Fine lah. You take your time, investigate, then you come back to me, lah. So yeah. at least I know oh, this wasn't one thing I need to follow up. Here you had three months and you had nothing to account for means uh, either the vendor you got from Singapore or wherever country, uh, uh, you know, in Hokkien we say how you know. Yeah, so unfortunately. <laughs> so, so I don't know what to say, yeah. you know. So the industry is like this, right? So and I've I've had the privilege of working with um uh, with esteemed colleagues in the the PR agent uh, PR industry. They do their best. I mean, they're well meaning and they've got good intentions, right? But at the end of the day, you have to think about also um it's more than it's, you want to control the damage. Fine, you want to you want to damage control. Fine, but it has to. I mean, it has to have um. There, there has to be information that people can act on upon as well, you know. So just saying that there's a breach and then repeating the word breach five times is not going to cut it. I like how you mentioned repeating the word breach five times. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sacred mantra, you know. You yeah. know, it's a From breach. The huh? example you gave. There's a breach, huh? I, I tell you, there's a breach, huh? <laughs> Sugar breach, huh? Yeah, like, I, know, I get and, the point. <laughs> and and read, and hear this. He says here, CSAR's investigation is still ongoing. It's still ongoing. It's like, now I announce it. I know about it like four months ago, but the investigation is still ongoing and we'll inform you all the results when it is done. Yeah, so that's... So yeah. I think I think in even if we were to conclude, you know, at this point, I think I agree with the doc. The only way forward, I mean, uh, I mean, frankly speaking, we, we tell people, you know, you must assume breach. So having a bridge is no no big thing, but how do you come back from it? How do you yeah. admit and move forward? You know, and yes. and, and share the, the the experience so that the rest can learn is very key. Yeah. And the only way now is you must enact that law so that everyone will need to report a bridge. Mm. 
with the proper guidelines. The, yeah. Absolutely. Facilitate the bounce back, man. Yeah. So the, the idea is we know breach is, is inevitable. Like what you said, Sky, perfectly yeah. took the words out of my mouth, you know. Important thing is how do you come back? What is it that you are going to do differently mm. to prepare yourself? Not just for the next breach, but maybe to prevent. What are the lessons learned? And how could you share this information? Remember in one of our previous episodes, Kai, we're talking about sharing information. Yeah. You know? How do you how are you going to put it out so that you can help everyone else secure a business? Because it has to start from somewhere. If you're going to say, I'm not going to be the first, I'm going to wait for someone to do it, nobody's going to do it. Yeah. It has to start somewhere and at least take the first step and say, This is what we are seeing. Uh, guys, ladies, girls, they, whomever, please take note, you know. And and use this to secure your environment, and that's how we help each other. Because so otherwise, I'm not sure if this is going to be able to go out. But you know, I would like to send a shout out to Tan Sri Anwar Musa, who is the Minister of MCMC, you know, and the Personal Data Protection Department. You know, it's about time we enact a law to protect the users. Definitely, man. Long overdue. Yeah. Long overdue. Okay, okay. So what you guys do is like um uh, <clears throat> is alien to me, right? Because I'm from a different industry. But I remember some years ago when there was actually a, a local uh automaker in this uh a company that was also involved in something similar. So when I actually spoke to some people about it, they were sharing best practices about how there should be uh what, what crisis management and then the not just the management of the crisis but also the communication of the the crisis and then part of the whole the whole plan also had to include something called business continuity. So I yeah, so when I saw that notice from IP88 it was like that's it. Um, were there were there was there anything else that was going on in the in the behind the scenes you know um, do you guys have any information about whether there was any of this implemented i'm very sure they would have been contacted by their clearinghouse banks and also regulator because this is a regulated industry i'm mm. not sure how far it goes because usually in a breach like 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 in such even pci dss the council get may get involved so they may want to know what actually happened, why it happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Because what they do is through breaches, they identify what the issues are. And then they strengthen the PCI DSS requirements. So maybe in the next version of PCI DSS, you might see some additional controls, which may actually relate to what happened in IP88. So why was it that they were breached? What was the issue? And the question will always be, is that did they take adequate steps to secure their environment. So if mm. they have, good. They must be able to show that uh, by identifying how the breach happened. If they didn't, then they need to identify what was their gaps and they have to fix it. Mm. So for example, classic example would be Target uh, in the US uh, when they were breached and their credit card information stolen. Uh, it was identified that it was done through an insecure Wi-Fi that had access to a payment system. So one of the, the requirements is you shall not have insecure Wi-Fi as part of your PCI DSS standards. So that way you, you are actually closing the gaps as you find more breaches. And obviously, uh, Bank Negara Malaysia, which is the central bank for Malaysia, will also issue a requirement to maybe all the payment gateways or the banks to say, okay, we have identified this. Uh, we are issuing a new circular. Please make sure you meet compliance. Let so me read this to you, Doc. Uh, Meanwhile, BNM Governor 
Hey, how come I miss it? BNM governor Tan Sri Noshamsia said that the central bank was only made aware of the breach in late July, adding that IPay88 is not technically supervised by BNM. Yeah, payment gateways are not because payment gateways rely on banks. Then who? Who supervises so, them? Technically, nobody lah for the time being. There's oh a gap. Oh my goodness. They are, see, you have to t- treat them like an e-commerce site or anyone else because they don't, they don't hold a banking license. Payment gateway today, you can start your own Sky, Sky Pay and become a hey, payment sounds gateway. Sounds nice, man. Sky Pay. <laughs> yeah. Like Sky Team. <laughs> ah, so you can start your Sky Pay and you can become a payment gateway. As long as you have a bank that clears your transaction, you can just route it to whichever bank you want. You know, because at the end of the day, the banks are the one that has the lease line to Visa and MasterCard and all that. And, and they'll be able to route. So technically what happens is SkyPay gets a, just say I make a payment through SkyPay. Uh, SkyPay gets my credit card payments. Just say, oh, the first four digits says must be Visa. So routes it through the bank to Visa. Visa says, oh, this one is from Bank Chap Ayam. Then routes that payment to Bank Chap Ayam. Then Bank Chap Ayam reverts back to SkyPay to say this payment is cleared. That's, in Whoa. a nutshell, uh, very simply put, how the, the payment ecosystem works. But that will be a loophole then, I mean, in the entire payment uh, uh, transaction flow. True, but SkyPay will be governed by PCI DSS. Oh. The banks will audit SkyPay based on PCI DSS. So for them then, to say that, hmm. oh, you're storing credit card information, or you must meet level 4 of PCI DSS, for example. Right, which means all stringent requirements. You the must... twelve, the twelve controls, lah. Ah, all that. So they 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 will make it mandatory for you to to meet all those requirements. Then my so question that... is, who made IP eighty eight pass PSPCI? Ah, uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh my... not me, <laughs> not, not me, <laughs> not my customer, not me. <laughs> that much know. I can tell you. <laughs> that much I can tell you. Oh, not so me. they they have to be governed by PCI then. That's for sure. As a payment processor, you are definitely governed by PCI DSS. Mm -hmm. And the way it works is your clearing bank will ask you this question. So which one do you fall under? Or you're a payment processor? Okay, then you give me your PCI DSS checklist. Mm. Usually, no one goes and audit. Oh my goodness. From what I know, again, I may be wrong, but usually no one goes and audit. So which means that you give me the checklist Okay, I take it as is. Right? <clears throat> because otherwise, the banks are going to take a long time to onboard a customer. Mm. It's more wow. of a back-end process. Again, now I don't I know, know where if, the problem is. Yeah, I don't know if that is the problem. But again, I'm just sharing the... No, you see, because as far as I know, even if you have a bridge, you see, some of the banks that I know who is governed by PCI, uh, they are supposed to mask their database. Am yeah, I absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So... Even if you are, if you lose your database with all the, you know, all the names and all that, you will not have a, a full clear text uh, Excel sheet because the data is supposed to be masked. Yep. So this is where I'm a bit curious how come it, you know, the transaction was like hundreds of thousands, you know, but yeah. not a lot of money each, just less than 10 ringgit. Yeah. 
I think honestly, we've torn this issue about left, right, center, up, down mm. to a point where I think we've we've just exhausted all means to trying to understand an issue that is not even explained properly. And yeah. I think we've gone to the limits of our yeah. understanding and ability of how this whole issue is. So I guess maybe if someone in IP88 want to talk to us about this, we are happy to talk to you and you know feature this in our show. We'd like to hear your version of the story. I'm, I'm sure you would have something. And you can use this as an opportunity for you to set right what you think has been the wrong conception that probably myself or Sky or even Kat uh, might have said. You know, So we, we welcome IP88 to, on our show to give your point of view. But also, you give us the right to grill you. Lah. Fair enough, right? Uh, I know who to ask and his name is... His- <laughs> Uh, I don't know which so yes. uh, who, whoever lah uh, so again uh, we issue this invitation to IP88 so use this as an opportunity for you to share and you know indirectly in PR terms damage control uh, so we, we open it up to you lo. okay so with that right. Kat, thank you very much thanks and I will see you guys soon Alright, ciao. Ciao. Thanks for joining us this week on Security Lab. Make sure to visit our website at securitylab.asia where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify or via RSS so you'll never miss a show.